Hi, I'm Joey, and this is the first, this is the third episode of We Love College Water Ski. Today, I am talking to JD and Caroline from Texas A&M University. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm JD. I'm a senior at A&M. I'm Caroline. I just finished my junior year at A&M, so coming into senior year, and we've both been on the water ski team for a few years now, and we're really excited for this. Great. So first question I have is an easy, just an easy intro question. How long have you guys been on the water? Oh, I actually grew up on the water. My family has always enjoyed boats and any type of sunshine possible. And the lake is usually where that was found. <laughs> I'm, I'm from West Texas, so there's not a whole lot of water around us. So, uh, for me, it was when I joined the team junior year, started, yeah, started junior year. So pretty new to it. Great. Yeah, I started uh, skiing like my freshman year. I kind of fell into my team and loved it. How'd you guys find A&M? Um, I actually had a friend from back in my hometown. I'm from East Texas, and he's actually the one that introduced the whole world of water skiing to me. I had grown up basically just recreational skiing and boating but I'd never even seen a course I'd never seen a ramp before and he took me out to Lord's Lake one day and everything past that was history and it's changed my life completely and it's been the funnest experience you know I could have ever come across at A&M but I had uh I'm the youngest of four my my next oldest sister went to A&M and uh so I was just like, might as well. And a buddy of mine just was like, hey, I'm going to go ski. You want to join? So here we are. But who do you ski for? Or did you ski for? Or? Uh, I currently ski for Akron. I skied okay. for Cincinnati for three seasons. Okay. Yeah, then I transferred, and now I ski for Akron. Oh, cool. Okay. It's a little colder. Way but... up there. How's y'all's season going right now with it being winter? Oh, uh, we – pulled out our boats in October, like early October. Yep. Oh, wow. I love it. Gotta love it. Oh, yeah. Our, like, how, like, do you guys ski year-round? Yeah, we went the other day. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little chilly, but, oh, I think we winterized our boat for maybe two days, and, uh, <laughs> that was enough. Oh, so jealous. Like, first of the South. Like, we had, we can train for, basically may june july mm -hmm. and then other than that we, then we have tournaments like august through the end of the season and so especially when we have new people we actually like get them to be up and competent really quick and then they drop it for like six months wow yeah that's rough that's rough yeah i'm always jealous whenever i see like one of like the southern teams post something like oh he's gotta come down, to the come down south. visit or something <laughs> Or move to the south, exactly. <laughs> Tempting. Take uh, all of Ohio and just bring it down. Amazing. So, uh, what events do you guys do? Um, I compete in all three. I didn't jump, actually, until my sophomore year of college. But I just slalom and tricked. But this year, and I guess, yeah, last year, too, I competed in... Slalom, trick, and jump. 
I uh, I don't actually really compete. I'm not quite there yet. Um, just working on uh, slalom, but I have jumped and tricked a little bit just to dip my toe in the water. Jumping didn't didn't go super well though, so just just slalom for me. A jump's one of those things that like I found that when people love it, they love it, or they'll go with a ramp for a score. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of our buddies who I was gonna try to get on. Um, he's driving back though. He uh, born on the water, whatnot. First time over the ramp, landed it. He was like, "All right, let's do it again." And he, I mean, he and I both joined the team at the same time, and he's already single cutting and stuff. Like he just absolutely loves it, and it just works for him. So yeah, nice. And then uh, with joining the team do you guys how does your recruitment work i've no, like i took a like look at your guys's scores especially at, like, and sorry stuff. Understand you. oh i said how's your i was wondering how your recruitment works because i looked at your scores at nationals and having like your entire men's slalom and short line your entire like trick team probably being able to do two passes worth of tricks like, that's not an accident <laughs> yeah i think a and m itself does a lot for us. A lot of people who have grown up in families that are diehard Aggies or diehard Aggies themselves, you know, truly fall in love with A&M. We have had several skiers on our team that, you know, could have had the opportunity to go to one of the scholarship schools, could have gone somewhere that, you know, they may have had like a better for themselves, you know, ski opportunity and like with different people. But I think our team itself has been super, super blessed by these individuals, you know, who have gotten to grow up with the ski knowledge on the water their entire lives, their families are involved in it, and they help us. They help us more than anything, just like me and JD coming into school, how you were saying as well, you know, like we were, we, I knew nothing about what a short line was. I didn't know what 22 off or any of that even was coming into school, and We've been extremely blessed with several skiers that have really made an impact for our team. And I'd say everyone does such a good job at making the team atmosphere so contagious that it makes people and draws people in. I can't top that. That was, that was perfect. No, you can top it. it. You got this. <laughs> no, I, that's, I mean, that's about it. We, we don't really turn anyone away. So you do get people like, Caroline and I, like, I had never swallowed before I joined the team. Um, but down by College Station, I mean, there's a lot of lot of lakes that people ski on, either growing up skiing or um, just public water or actually running the course and stuff like that. So we do get this kind of weird mix of skill levels and, you know, everything like that. So it is, it's an interesting dynamic, but for people that just start out, it's really nice to have the people like Caroline said that could have had better ski opportunities, if that's what you want to call it, um, that just love AM and love the team. So they always help people out, but I don't know, just get lucky, I guess. Uh, can you tell me more about your team's culture? I would say it's how, so like our motto here at AM, it's like a spirit that can never be told and like, it's the spirit of Aggie land. And it is, it's a contagious, it's, a, it's and as I enter into college station, even coming back from my hometown, it's this energy that you get. And then whenever you're surrounded by it, 
at football games, when you're surrounded by it with your academic career, when you're surrounded by it at fish camp, how we immediately get our freshmen involved, you know, in our campus. I think that that's the top or like, I guess you could say the underlying source of where every bit of our pride, our excitement and our love for A&M as a whole, like no matter how diverse every person is on our team, the one thing we all have in common is that we love, love our Aggies. And that's a spirit that every person that I've pretty much comes to A&M embodies. And I think that that being your driving source and you competing for your school, for you competing, you're wearing Texas A&M on your bib. That's what brings about the excitement, the spirit, and the love for not only skiing, but our team and like each other. There's not one person on that team that I could say wouldn't do anything for me or that I wouldn't do anything for them, which I think that's pretty common in the water ski community as a whole. Yes, I mean, she, again, good job. Happy you uh, got to come on, Caroline. You're really making this easy on me. It is one of those things that they say uh, at A&M, it's like looking in from the outside, you don't understand. And then from the outside or from the inside looking out, you can't explain it. And that kind of sums up a lot of the things at A&M, whether it be academics or sports or just random traditions. And it definitely carries into water ski because there's a lot of diehard Aggies on the team and being on the team just gives everyone another thing to have in common. So it's just, it's a really tight knit community. It's a really diverse group of people. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's unlike anything I've ever been a part of before. Cool. And then with having a bunch of like diehard Aggies, are there like traditions that you guys carry through the ski team that are like unique to you guys? <laughs> Is mooning unique to us or no? No, but it's still a lot of fun. Okay. Caroline, you might know this a little better than, <laughs> than I do. Well, some of them some of them might not need to be spoken on an interview. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sure you are aware, most um, ski teams, you know, we have those wonderful freshmen come in and everyone gets to come. We give an award every year to the crazy, the Corey Watson Award to the the absolutely like the outstanding freshman that you know on and off the water you know they're great at being a freshman really really good fourth eventers um <laughs> no but there is i the whole water ski community um like we said with the mooning with the last jump the last slalom pass everybody um i know does that in the water ski community it's awesome. And I, our team does a pretty good job for graduating seniors as well. We always send them off with some sort of gift. We'll get a fin cover made or, you know, kind of dependent upon the person, try to fill out their personality. But other than that, it's A&M itself is a school built on tradition. So going from anything from our yells to our, we have been one of our, or he's actually graduated sadly, but we have, makeshift yell leader that comes in and calls all of our chants for us that we do at the football games that all the traditions that we're taught at camp about where you can and cannot walk on campus the type of grass you're supposed to walk on you're not supposed to walk on and I think every bit of that of the traditions carry into our sense of pride and like how special we hold our school 
Great. Like, I heard little bits about like going to Aggie camp or something, like as private orientation, but I didn't realize. I thought like it was something how a lot of schools, like when I went to Cincy for freshman orientation, they taught us like the chance and whatever. And that's the last time I ever did any of those. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you guys like really take that and like run with it, have fun. Oh, it's it's a it's a very common occurrence come football season or at tournaments and stuff. Just you know, everyone oh, likes yeah. to yell. I guess. <laughs> yes, everyone knows. And so our fish camp, they actually, it's kind of a they make it a very big deal at A and M, like to be a counselor, to be a chair. It's a very like extensive application process. And they pretty much find the people that are like diehard A&M. We use that term. We refer to it as red ass. So the most red ass ag you've ever seen. And basically all the freshmen go to this. It's a three three night, four day camp that you're taught the traditions of A&M. You're taught what A&M embodies in itself. You meet some of the close. I'm still friends with most everyone in my fish camp from freshman year. And they do, they go, they bring in the yell leaders. Everyone learns the yells. They give you a sheet. And then I go into the football games in itself. I guess that's your practice time to get your yelling in and the football games being synchronized with certain yells and stuff, especially hearing people that say like they're sitting across like from the student section, say it's like astronomical how you can hear like the extensive words that we're saying and being called with over 80,000 students. And then, so ski season's in the fall. Uh, how does that overlap with you guys going to football games and like the football culture that's there? You know, I mean, this with, I mean, 2020 aside, because it's just been a mess. Um, really, I mean, it, I think for a lot of people on the team, if there is a tournament that overlaps with a, with a home game, you're going to see pretty significant portion of the people at the tournament. And we always end up finding a way to have a TV or pull it up on computers or something so we can still watch the game and turn on the Aggies. But um, it, there is a little bit of overlap every now and then, but for the most part, you know, away games and whatnot. It's not like we have tournaments every weekend, but it definitely doesn't affect practice or anything. There's still people out there all the time. So. <laughs> cool. And so one of the exciting things for me with talking to you guys is you're the first like not Midwest team I've talked to. Really? Yeah. And so with that, I have no idea what South Central tournaments are like. Like, uh, can you? I'm sure they're a lot like your Midwest tournament. (laughs) Of course, there's. I've actually never been to a Midwest tournament before, but I have several friends that are from that area. So, I'd say the biggest difference is probably a lot warmer during our tournaments. So, that's that's probably the biggest difference. But uh, Mm -hmm. I've cleaned snow off the jumpers. You've cleaned snow off the ramp before? It's just sad. See, the difference that we do is we have to poke alligators off the ramp. And y'all just have to scrape the snow off the ramp. She, she's not joking about that. We, this semester, had a, a slight, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention this, but we had a slight problem with um, a reptile uh, in our lake. And a couple of the guys on the team set out a trap and caught, I think it was four and a half foot alligator 
they wrestled it, taped it up, put it in a back of the truck, and um, I mean, this was all with the local game warden and everything, but drove it 15 miles down to the local river and let it loose. I can't imagine how mad an alligator would be to, like, be jumped, taped, and put into a truck. Oh, I'm was, sure they had a great time doing it. It was, right. it was at, like, one in the morning, too. I remember getting the call, like, we're getting the gator. JD, no, so my freshman, you were there, too, I'm pretty sure. So my first Florida ski in Louisiana, we were about to start jumping, and there was, like, a 10-foot gate, which they have – gators like all in their lake in Lafayette but they were every like you could like they was like oh yeah no you just see them and stuff it's not a big deal and we're over here like what in the world like no this is a big deal and they just went and got the boat and like scared the gator off the jump ramp so we could jump (laughs) at least with with the lord's gator which is lord's lake is the name of our lake with the lord's lake or lord's gator it it stayed away, but it was definitely one of those things that people in the boat would look out and you'd just see the head kind of scooting through the water. So I can't imagine having, you know, multiple. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know I went to a uh, lucky ski school in Florida once and like there was a gun in the boat and we were like, and we knew it was for gators. And we asked, I was like, so how many are there? He looks at the gun and tells us none anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love man. that. You guys get the chance to go to Lucky. He's amazing. Like, he's good at skiing, but his personality is, like, top-notch. He's really funny. Good to know. That's awesome. Good so what know. events do you do? Uh, I do all – I mainly jump. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I do all three for my team. Like, oh, I – see a score, yeah. Yeah. And then, Brandon, I'm not great at any of them. I can like I feel that. <laughs> yeah. My PV is like four at twenty-four in a tournament. That's uh, awesome. Like I'm on a wakeboard. You're doing a lot better than me, bud. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I'm on a wakeboard for tournaments because turns out I can do, get a lot of points without practicing. And then jump go. is jump. I try. Like jump's my favorite, but I'm only yeah. going maybe sixty. That's awesome. That's still really are good. Are you though. singling? Or are you plopping? Or I'm singling. I'm like That's awesome. Yeah, I'm all excited because I got my new gear over the summer. Yeah. So, so what's that like? I can't imagine. I mean, I just I've only gone over the ramp a few times, and it hurt both times. So I can't imagine whatever temperature starts dropping. You know, I know if I like your hands kind of feel a little funny. The water definitely feels a little harder if that makes any sense so what's what's that like does it throw off skiing or anything uh not really i've never the coldest i've ever really jumped in was like 40s there's like our lake is not even that right now and it's like pouring cold right now outside air it was like air 40s oh air i thought you meant like the water no water is in probably like high 60s it passed the 110 rule Whatever that is. Gotcha. And so, like, it's kind of miserable, like, knowing, like, if I do, we call them perfect sets, where, like, a perfect set is you you dock start, you land your three jumps, and you dock finish. Oh, yeah. And it's always heartbreaking, because even if you do get the first two jumps off that, you think, okay, I'm going to go far on this next one. And you go through the air, you go far through the air, and then don't stick it, and you're just in the water. 
and you're freezing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, you said the, the 110 rule, is that, what, what is that? Uh, it's, I think it's Coast Garden or maybe Boy Scouts, some sort of um, entity has like, if the air and water temperatures add up to 110, you're safe. Interesting. Oh, I've never thought about that before. We, who was it, Ben or, or Cullen went out, maybe Jose, I don't know. It was one of the coldest days. I, I think it was my freshman year and it snowed in A&M, which was absurd. And I think people still went out and skied. And well, they did it just to like, Ben would go and ski every time like the lake got a little bit of ice around the edge because he said he wanted to like ski when it was the coldest, but I'm kind of a wimp. Um, I start wearing a wetsuit <laughs> around October. <laughs> I need to get one. Yo, oh my gosh. I've got my jumpsuit. That's okay. okay. That works. When, it, that when works. it gets cold, I'm on jumpers all the time because I'm not going to get in the water. I don't blame you. <laughs> Actually, something fun that we do in Ohio is like, do a, like a ski freezer die event, which is basically first like first snow of the year people like who unwinterize their boats go like take laps around the lake and try and, like that's so fun and it's never a serious game like i got pictures of my friends doing it today and they have they have like four people on a normal ski pylon that's so funny oh man that's what that's what i've really come to enjoy it's like everything kind of winds down in the fall and then the spring comes around, which is, it's really lucky for us to say because it's, you know, we get to ski in the fall and spring. Um, but it's like everyone, you know, you come out and you get your solemn set in or something and you look over and you're like, well, you guys want to wake skate? And you just get a bunch of people <laughs> going behind the boat, just going around. And those are just always some of my favorite memories, just having a good time at the lake. So. Nice. Say, so we got way off track. My question, but sorry. <laughs> oh no, this is so much better than me just reading a list of questions at you. Uh, so going back to like what tournaments are like. Uh, so South Central, you guys compete every week with like ULL, ULM. You guys like, how does the level of competition like affect you guys at tournaments? Um. Well, for me personally, I'm nowhere near to where the ULL, ULM people are. And I think that's a, it's not like a disheartening. That's not like a discouraging matter. If anything, it's an encouraging matter. And I think that shows like, not only like, do we have this bond with our team? We also have with our region. And I love that even ULM, ULL, the rival schools are always going to cheer each other on. We're always there for each other. And personally, especially coming into the whole community in itself, being like mind blown at these people, like throwing themselves at a ramp and looking so close to the boat, like they could touch the motor when they're slaloming. It's super cool for us to watch for one, but also two, we get a lot of perspective and help from them. And I think that you can always learn from somebody that's better than you, you know? And I think that every single team brings a certain niche to our region that makes it as special as it is. You know, some teams are more serious. Some teams are more not so serious about matters and you have to have it all to make it just what it is. And I think that 
watching and seeing how good these athletes are and how much dedication and time they put towards this and that they are getting scholarship from it. It's super encouraging too, because you think, you know, they, they were at my place at one time. They were me at some point in their life. They were running the exact same, you know, course that like same rope length, same speed, everything. And that you always have room for improvement and you always have room for encouragement for each other too, to get to that improvement. That's you great. Mean a, lot, a lot like, oh, sorry, you go. Oh, no, I was just filling space, but keep going. Oh, well, I was just going to say a lot like Caroline, I'm, I can't even compete for our team. Like I, you know, my, my skiing level is, it's pretty low, but one thing that I've noticed from uh, tournaments and whatnot is everyone always just seems so like happy to be there. So welcoming, just having a good time, even the really, really serious skiers. Um, and, you know, you kind of, you see them get in the zone before they go and ski, but before they're laughing, they're joking, having a good time. And then it's their time to ski. So they zone in, they focus up, they do what they need to do. And, a lot of them do it really, really <laughs> well. Um, and then they're done and they're kind of back to how they were, just enjoying the day. They don't beat themselves up too much about anything, but they're always looking to, you know, learn and teach at the same time kind of thing, talking with other people. So it is really intimidating having <laughs> such good schools uh, and knowing such good skiers, but it really, it's, I don't know, t tournaments just kind of feel like a, like a big family reunion or something. Mm -hmm. but. I know Midwest, we have, I'm going to say two skiers that were probably like looked at by like the big five schools. And it's like, uh, same deal as what you guys described where our one kid is like, I think he won D2 overall or something, but like every day, like every tournament, like we'll have a quick conversation. He'll ask me how I'm skiing and he'll be stoked that I ran my 23. It's just like, oh, it's, like, it's that hilarious. Kind of like, they'll sit there and cheer for you. Like I'll barely run the course, you know, I'll barely run my <laughs> opener. And they're like, yeah, like going crazy for it. And you're like, this is like so slow to them that they, I don't know if, they would even consider this slaloming, but it is super inspiring that people with that much ability and that much talent, like the ski community itself is so humble and so giving and so encouraging that it's like nothing you can explain. And I'm sure exactly as you were telling us with that example, that he's encouraging you on running, you know, a pass that yeah, it was four. he does in his dream. Yeah. <laughs> Feel that. It does make me happy to hear that it, it's not just like a Southern hospitality thing or whatever you want to call it. It is a, a sport or, or community-wide thing that people all over the place are kind of share that same mentality of just wanting everyone to be their best. Yeah. Cool. All right. And so we talked a little bit about like fourth event before, but other than that, because we probably shouldn't like delve into that, what kind of like off-water stuff do you it like happens at tournaments like well we always try to do a theme it's always fun um it gets everyone involved and excited and you know gets communication rolling i know that um we at our own personal ski team parties 
obviously we'll do like the typical Hawaiian, whatever. But this year we did one of the white lie parties where you wear a white t-shirt, you just take a Sharpie and you write something that, you know, I could say like, I run 38 off or something. <laughs> but that was super fun. But we also had a Halloween themed tournament. And so everybody came dressed in their costumes and that was so much fun. A lot of the tournaments um, kind of are centered around easier things like Hawaiian or team spirit, but it kind of gets taken in, kind of gets taken into um, nationals as well. We have theme days that we do at nationals. We try to have like a neon day. We had, Texas A&M Spirit Day, and then did we do something else, JD? Um, it was Neon, Super Spirit. I was at Chicken one day, but I think that was just because I was cold. I had a chicken onesie, but Perfect. I could have sworn we had another day. I know, I I'm trying to it remember. Was, it's kind of all gets... Or were you just, are you thinking of uh, our outfits for... for um, Oh, the dinner, the victor, not victory dinner. But. Oh, but I think we have like a cowboy day where we all wear our hats and stuff, but I think that that and A&M day kind of intertwines together because everyone at A&M wears boots and your cowboy hat, and that's a normal day. <laughs> we do, I mean, we're coming up uh, early January, I guess, we do like um, a yearly ski trip called Shred Fest, and people meet up over the summer and hang out. So it's not, it's not like people aren't friends. Like, like if skiing just went away, I think we would all still be friends, still hang out. Um, I'm going down to meet a few buddies this weekend. So it's kind of, there's nothing really set. I think Shredfest is pretty, pretty much a yearly event for our team. Yeah, we just take a snow <laughs> ski trip up to Colorado. We find a different place that we go to. We all pile in one house and have a lot of fun. Just game days and hanging out. All right. Uh, next question. So you guys touched on rivalries a little bit, but do you guys have any like like team pairings, like teams that are like are always with each other in the South? Um, you know, I think our whole region is kind of like that. Our teams are not A and M's the biggest team actually just because we have just the most persistent because we, we take anyone and everyone. And I think that TU and Texas State are both like that as well. And ULM and ULL obviously being a lot closer to one another and most of them being foreign, they've known each other from past. And, of course, they link up. But I think the cool thing about it is that it's not really a team pairing at all. Everyone's so excited to see each other meet, you know, to almost break the team pairing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. So that question came from because I know in the Midwest, especially like uh, the like the teams will be like Michigan State and Michigan are super close. Ohio State and Purdue are super close. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of funny that you can like look at not that no anybody like isn't friends with anybody, but it's like. Oh, like there's a social thing happening with, at Bowling Green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I would say if we had, I mean, obviously based upon state, um, we're a lot closer to TU and Texas State than we are 
ULM and ULL, but I would consider myself just as close with them as I would with other skiers, if not more, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. And so the big question I have for you guys is, so like I did peek at your guys' scores, uh, what is your guys' like, how do you guys set goals during the year, like individually or team-wise? Because there's like, there's like a lot of stuff. Like, because honestly, whenever, whenever I've been at Nationals, like nobody from the Midwest thinks like, yeah, we're going to win. I mean – I think it's kind of, I don't know if it's uh, stated or anything. It's, it's definitely not written down, but I know we always try to, um, I guess, come in sixth, you could call it, in D1. Or just, we, try to be the, uh, we try to be the top non-scholarship school. Yes. Oh, yes. That's kind Everyone. of our unwritten goal. Oh, yeah. Um, but other than that, I think, you know, individually, I think it's just people trying to set PBs or I'm – trying to still run the course. So that's my goal. Um, I know some people are looking to break a certain number on jump. Um, so it, setting goals really does come down to the individual. Um, but I think achieving them definitely is a team thing. Um, I know I couldn't have gotten up on a solemn ski without the help of the team for sure. Um, so I don't know if there's really team goals other than just train more drivers <laughs> uh no we have a team goal we go for the spirit award that's oh. our <laughs> yes i forgot i'm sorry that is the goal more than anything i think that the spirit award means oh, more God. to us than the actual national championship would mean to us we were bitter at nationals last year uh, who because we did not win we were a little bitter, just a little bit. But Clemson was, did a great job. They did a great uh, job. But we it, were a little Clemson. salty. It was Clemson. Yeah. Who was it? The, um, oh, the, the Aztecs. Is that Arizona State? Oh, that's Arizona. Arizona did a very good job as well. With the, with the oh, drone. That was Yeah, that was funny. God, I remember seeing that and thinking, I want it. I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, oh, going to build it for our team. I just wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to go up and be like, can I ride? Can I, can I try it out or something? Okay, we really promise good. not to hate me on this, but I'm about to pee on myself, so I've got to go pee real quick, and I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> well, right. that's Caroline for you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. So, she so correct me if I'm wrong, because my dad went to school in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um. That's okay. Akron and Miami will hire two different pins. Yes. No. Okay, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. I I loosely know Ohio just from going up and visit visiting, um, but it all it all just runs together for me. I've got a thing that can help you figure out where it is. Oh no. So I've got this thing. It's a bunch of bottle caps. Okay. So Akron's up in this area. Okay. Miami's over here. Yeah. That makes sense. So then you guys are – you're up near uh, Cincinnati, Columbus, kind of the bigger cities. We're one of the bigger cities. Like, Cincinnati is cl- over by – is over by Miami-ish. In the- I, this is – I feel well shame. I don't know my Ohio geography better. I mean, I don't know anything about Texas geography other than – uh, okay. I'm trying to think. 
Austin, Houston, and Dallas are all in the east in some area. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Other than that, there's nothing. I can tell you because I drive through it every time I come to school or go to school. I'm you sorry, guys. Geography lesson. Sonic Strawberry Waters really got ran through me today. But. Oh. <laughs> so wait, you literally we were just talking about where cities are. You haven't missed anything. We were having an <laughs> impromptu geography lesson. I need one of those. Yep. Okay. So, um, so you guys are talking a lot about region cohesiveness. Uh, you guys started a like a winter conference recently, right? Have you guys done that? No, we've been doing winter conference for a while. Um, it's become, I would say, more involved and more of an, as an educational experience that we try to involve more people in. Um, ULL did a great job last year at kind of getting this started, getting the ball rolling with that. We had had one previously hosted the year prior by either T or Texas State, but we were in the Austin area. They did a great job. It's mainly just to um, confirm dates, get everyone together, and also kind of a fun excuse to reunite and all get together as skiers without the pressure of tournaments as well. And it's super fun getting to do that. Um, I'm actually the secretary of our region and our main like agenda at each winter conference is to pretty much get tournament dates set in stone. So everybody kind of has a roadmap, a game plan for the upcoming semester. So you said talk a little bit about it being like kind of educational. Like what do you guys do like that's educational with that? So for instance, like using last year's conference, um, ULL's team is composed of very, very knowledgeable skiers. You know, they've, they're obviously at UL for a reason. And they each gave kind of a lesson on like their field of expertise. The jumpers, you know, gave advice on jumping. The slalom people did simple educational things that a lot of people are just not familiar with. You know, like we give like boat driving suggestions. They go over rope lengths. They go over the little things, you know, that people that have been around the ski world take for granted. They actually, you know, wanted to explain this and wanted to, you know, talk about how judging works, talks about how, when a, how if a person doesn't get around the ball or halfway gets around the ball, if you get a half credit, if you get a whole credit and having them take the time to do that for people like myself who haven't been or who haven't grown up in this world, it was super, super knowledgeable. And to people who had been in the ski world, you know, they may view it as a, oh, like common sense course, <laughs> but it is super cool getting to see even the best athletes take be humble enough to take time apart like from their day to literally just to grow the community and grow people's knowledge in the community cool yeah i just wanted because i know midwest winter conference is like our big thing is we have a got ungodly long uh captain's meeting in the morning where we vote on rules and stuff oh yeah and, yeah and then we do <laughs> But no, I've heard y'all's tournaments are in, or y'all's winter conferences are insanely fun. Did y'all go to Vegas last year? Uh, kind of. We went to Wisconsin. Wait, who went to Vegas? Was that? Must have been the West. West. That must have been West Coast and all of them. Maybe so, but, but yeah, I heard that y'all, they, like, 
one team that goes to Vegas every year. And I was like, well, that's, that's pretty tough. That's pretty top notch. <laughs> we need a, we need a countrywide uh, winter conference in Vegas. That'd be, that would be I think we need to get the ball rolling. That'd be a disaster in all of the best ways. Like I said, like, especially for a lot of people who don't have like the captain's meeting to go to, like there's no tournament pressure. There's no responsibility. It's just, you've seen all of your friends for the first time in months. Yep. It may exactly. not be the best idea. <laughs> so much well, gonna die. There, there might be some repercussions after that one. Yep. That'd be that'd be an awesome news article about the collegiate water ski, uh, like the National Collegiate Water Ski Association is banned from Las Vegas. I think we should make it happen. I really do. And if they, if they ban us, you know, we'll just go to Wisconsin. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have. One last question. Well, it's a pair of questions. Uh, favorite part about skiing at A&M? Oh, the lake. That's easy. Just because for us, it's, you know, uh, UT is, they're not super close to their lake. Correct me if I'm wrong, Caroline. It's a bit of a drive. And for us, it's like 25 minutes. You're out the door and then you're on the water. But it's close, it's close enough that it's an easy drive. You can just go out, even if just for a set. Um, but it's far enough away that when you're out there, you're out there. I mean, there's no traffic really. You're not anywhere near College Station. It's just a totally different world. It's, I don't know, it's it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I back that up too. The lake is amazing. I think, aside from like the physical part. Oh, like you know about like the lake and everything I think the idea of being a part of something that is involving you but that's greater than you you know that takes you can't do on your own you have to rely on a team you have to rely on individuals that you may not exactly have ever so not I don't mean like associated with in like a negative context at all but there's people on the team that I never would have picked out to be my friends that I consider some of the most truly dear people. And I think that makes it my favorite part is that you're a part of something bigger than just what you think inside of your mind. And you can use that in every aspect of your life too. It, it's like taught me so much, not only with communicating with people, how to communicate problems, how to communicate things from problems occurring, for instance, like, you may not want to seem like that you need to call and ask a question about, hey, what's this button on the boat doing? But you do, and that allows you, yes, you may get chewed on the phone just a little bit by whoever, you know, one of the upper people, but that allows you for communication with them. You end up building a friendship, you build a bond, and not only do you build that with each individual person on the team because of the occurrence, but it's it like exactly how JD was saying, it goes back to that lake brings everyone so much joy and every person that hops into that lake, I swear you come out a different person. It has some magical powers in it. I don't know, probably tangled up amongst all the weeds out there, but it's a unique experience that I wish I could give to every college student. And I'm sure you feel the same way in your school as well. If only everybody knew the impact that it had upon you, that you could give that same to other people. Uh, JD? Oh, no, like, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so last one is, do you guys have a favorite single moment from skiing? Like, 
Or like being at tournaments or something. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go, JD? I, I'm thinking, I don't know. There's a lot to sort through for that. Okay, well, I has to go down as my probably favorite moment by far. Um, it was my sophomore nationals. I'd actually never gotten to compete on a team in nationals. I was super nervous. And one of the girls that was supposed to jump for us two weeks before decided she couldn't come. Something happened. It was the nationals in California and she wasn't able to come. Well, our president at the time, Cullen, or I think, no, Dylan, I guess had just taken off. Was it was Dylan. Cullen's the one that informed me that I was going to have to jump. <laughs> and my dad had forbidden me to go over the ramp. <laughs> he told me that my hamstrings and my ACL were too precious to do that. <laughs> and I was, have never been so nervous in mind. I refused. and was not going to do it. I was not going to do it. And ended up, they, that's going back once again, how we were talking about earlier, like the people with knowledge taking time out of their day just to build the team. You know, not only was he building me as an individual, as a jumper, he was building me for the team so that our team, not that I was going to go ever jump some crazy score, but it was to build our team as a whole. And he was willing to take time out of his day. And his friend Ryan helped to just to teach some girl who was scared to jump how to jump. And my goal asked Cullen what would be a reasonable goal for me to set for myself at nationals. And he's like, Carolyn, I don't know. I don't know if you should do that or not. And I was like, you think I can pop 50? He was like, I don't know. That's kind of a lot, Caroline. Like, cause I, I had honestly on, gone off the ramp before nationals two weeks before and first time everything. And then at nationals, my third and final jump was 50 feet on the dot like nice. and I just remember like getting back to the shore and you know the entire team's going crazy because I'd gone from refusing to go over the ramp to one of the best jumpers on the, our team because I mean we're obviously you know like that's good for us but yeah. it was one of the it was that moment that I realized of once going back that you're a part of something greater. Like, yes, it's a great individual accomplishment, but it's not only an accomplishment for you. It's an accomplishment for the people that have invested that time in you. And it's like, I want to get to do the same for other people. Not that I'm super knowledgeable about slalom by any means, but the new members that do come on a team, I try to be very conscientious of like making efforts to be just as informative and just as supportive of them as I had. And that moment in California was probably hands down the coolest I've ever got to experience. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm still thinking, Caroline. That was man. I um I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite. I think the most impactful for me. I mean, wasn't anything crazy. It was my first day out at the lake. And my buddy, Jack, who asked me to go out and ski, we went out with um, our president and another girl on the team. And I was like, I don't even know what like collegiate water skiing or just competitive water skiing was. And I sat in the boat and I think it was Grace who went first. And I just remember watching her run the course and Jack and I both 
our jaws just dropped and looked at each other and I was like there's I'm no way that. I'm ever gonna do that like I'm way out of my league it was just such a crazy day and I don't know just seeing that for the, I mean I I'd never seen anything like it and I, I don't know I was like all right I gotta join the team may not be able to do that ever but uh you know at least I can try it that was I don't know I'd say that's probably my big moment oh that's great that's it uh, that's all I have for question wise. You guys have anything you want to share before I stop recording? Thanks for doing this. Honestly, this, is, this, this has been, been fun. fun. I kind of didn't know what to expect, but you're super cool. And if you are ever in the South at all, let us know. We mean that. We're not just telling you that, like, jokingly or I guess JD. Oh, JD just said his computer died. Oh, so no. I can. I can wrap this up for us, but we're genuinely meaning that if you were ever in the South area, need anything, or would just love to come visit, please let us know. Um, we have plenty of places for you to stay. If any of your team ever wants to come down and ski, we're open to it. We have, we get a new boat every year and it'd be super fun. That'd be amazing, especially with how cold it is. Please know that you are always welcome and we genuinely mean that. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Well, thanks again for doing this. It's been a lot of fun. I'm about to stop recording.